Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. My name is Tiana Fesh. I'm a mom of three, an educator, a course development consultant, and a lifelong learner. Teaching and learning can take place anytime, anywhere, and in a multitude of ways. The range of knowledge and skills to teach and to learn about are truly limitless. But at the heart of all teaching and learning experiences are the people. The People Teaching People podcast is the place to talk about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of teaching and learning in a world where there is always more to discover. Education plays an important and integral role in all facets of our lives. How we work, do business, live, play, explore, and build relationships. Let's talk teaching and learning together. Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. Joining me on the podcast are Andrea Crones and Kelly Gibson. Inkling Design was born out of a passion for helping clients take their ideas from an inkling to completion. Kelly and Andrea bring together their expertise in all areas of graphic design, website design, and website development. They specialize in building WordPress websites for female entrepreneurs that are beautiful, functional, and easy to maintain. When Andrea steps away from her computer, you will find her exploring the neighborhood around her downtown Guelph home, enjoying the nearby parks and trails, or escaping to the Ontario wilderness with her partner and two young children. And when Kelly is not hard at work on client projects or toiling away on her latest personal venture, she loves experiencing life through the eyes of her two daughters, running, trivia nights, and endless games of fetch with her Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever, Phoenix. This conversation with Andrea and Kelly was so much fun. You will love their story of how they became an incredible team who are celebrating five years of being in business together. Their relationship-centered approach to branding and website design truly sets them apart, along with their incredible expertise and interest in always being curious and learning more. Thank you so much for joining me, both Andrea and Kelly, today. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to see you. Great to see you both here as well. And I was just sharing with Andrea and Kelly that this is actually my first time using the new Riverside FM platform and recording a conversation with two podcast guests. So they're my guinea pigs. And (laughs) I'm so excited to be having this conversation today with both of you. So where I wanted to start and where I always love to start is to learn more about both of you and your story So what led you to create Inkling Design and to become this incredible powerhouse team that you are? (laughs) I can start with that one. So I originally was freelancing on my own since 2004 uh, for a long time until about 2012 when I hired Kelly as a contractor. So at that point, I was just freelancing. I was pregnant. I needed a bit of extra help. And I hired her and she was an amazing developer. And we just got along so well and our skills really complemented each other. So I had hired people in the past and they weren't a great fit or they just didn't feel like they were a long-term solution. So then we worked together for a while, but then after my second child was born, I wanted to have a business partner. So I wanted to grow the business, but not just be me. So I asked Kelly, she was the first person I thought of if she wanted to join me and she said, yes. Yeah, it was a no brainer for me. Andrea and I have worked 
so well together since day one. We just really meshed personally and professionally. So I couldn't ask for a better person to go into business with. And it was almost like for me, it's my first business that I've ever started on my own. And Andrea was almost like an entrepreneur doula for me through the process. because, Like she had already been through everything when she did it on her own. And so she knew a lot of the steps to go along. So I was really thankful to have her during that process as well. Because there was just so much that I wouldn't have known otherwise. And yeah, it was just like a match made in heaven that we were both I just had my second kid as well. We both knew we were done having children and we were ready kind of for that next stage of our life to to move into something a little more adventurous for us too. And on the flip side as well, like Kelly had just come from working for another company and I hadn't worked for anyone else in so long that I was a little, and I didn't know all the new technology there was, all the new platforms. So it was a really good fit for her to be coming in and saying, okay, here's these tools we can use. I'm like, wow, there's so many ways to stay organized that didn't exist back when I started my business back in 2004. So Worked it really well that way too. It sounds like an incredible partnership with lots of opportunities to learn from and support one another. I love that so much. Absolutely. So be it like the tech and the strategies and tools to be organized and, and then even the entrepreneurial journey itself, which can be quite the adventure with a, a learning <laughs> curve that goes along with it too. Now, uh, full disclosure, I am uh, a client of Inkling Design myself. And one of the things that I loved the best about working with you both, I mean, there are many things I could go on and on, but <laughs> was the relationship-centered approach that you both implemented in creating my website. So the whole process just felt really collaborative and I so appreciated the clear communication every step of the way. So I'm curious about why you feel that long-term client relationships are really the best indicator of success in your business. For me, customer satisfaction is key in any customer-based business. You know, like we take pride in the work that we do and we want our customers to also be very proud of the work that we produce for them and have it represent them and what they're doing. So for them to stay with us long-term, it's like kind of that implicit acknowledgement that like, hey, we're all aligned. We all have the same goals and we're super excited to work together to achieve those goals. And, you know, like you said, like the entrepreneur side of things can be a whole journey and can be kind of isolating too. So like to have this team approach to things is just like that really nice added benefit when you're working with somebody who might be a solopreneur or somebody who's part of a larger team. It allows us to see how those larger teams work as well. So, you know, that that long-term satisfaction is what we strive for. And it's ultimately like the best compliment that we can have that and word of mouth referrals, just it's like, that's all you need kind of to know that you're doing a good job. <laughs> A lot of our clients too, we really align with their values. Like a lot of people that are attracted to working with us, they just get along with them so well that we actually want to see them succeed. So we are invested in being their partner to help them succeed. So we're happy for them and they're happy that we're happy. And it's just this whole great process and this great, great feeling being part of their journey. Well, when I started working with both of you, I was just starting my business and there were lots of things that I didn't know the answers to. And what I really loved is in working with you, the great questions that you asked. So you asked me the questions that gave me the direction to know what I needed to think about and worry about. So instead of worrying about and being overwhelmed by 
everything and trying to sort of map out this plan, you had this incredibly clear process that just took my stress level down, you know, from 10 to nothing, because I knew that we were on the same team and you were going to help me along the way. And it, it was such a positive experience. So I definitely sing your praises from the yeah, rooftop. I so appreciate the opportunity <laughs> to work with you both. Now, I love all the tips and strategies that you both share on Instagram through your educational posts and your reels. And I also was snooping around on your website and noticing all the content in your resource library as well. So I'd love for you to share how teaching and learning are a part of the branding and website work that you both do. Sure. I think for me, on the learning side, there's always so much changing in our industry. So I always want to make sure I know what's going on. Is there new tech? Are there new solutions, new things that I can use to help our clients? And also trends. The trends are always changing. So I don't, some designers like to hop on any trend and that's what they ought to do, which I don't do. I, I like to know what the trends are and know when they work for people when they don't. But it's always a process, always keeping up. If you don't learn in our industry, especially on the design side, the tech side, then you fall behind and you're not necessarily providing the best experience for your clients. So on the learning side, that's it for me. But then the teaching side as well, it's teaching your clients how to use what you're giving them. You're not just giving them a website sending them off and saying, okay, now you're on your own. And I do know that some web studios do do that. And it just feels kind of icky to not give them the tools they need in order to succeed and to feel empowered with what you're giving them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And every website project in particular that we work on, we include training in that so that everybody that we work with, if they choose to, they have everything at their disposal to be able to manage their site moving forward. We never want anybody to feel locked in for their maintenance. Uh, we try to make sure things are set up in a way that it can be self-managed if somebody wants to. So the teaching component on that side is a very strong one to make sure that we have documentation specific to what we've built to them, not just some kind of cookie cutter template so that they know exactly how they can manage things. So we'll do a one hour training call with them. And then from there, they get the written documentation to back that up as well so that they have something to refer to. I personally really love that side of it because I know, you know, I handle the development side of things in the company and I know that that's a really intimidating area for a lot of people and that content management side of things that can be really intimidating and it brings me so much joy like in a call with somebody's like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought or like when they share the how happy they are that they managed an update on their own, it's like, Oh, like a proud parent, like my babies, they're doing so well. <laughs> so, they yeah, did it all by themselves. <laughs> exactly. And it, you know, it's feedback again to me, like telling me that I'm like explaining it the right way, or, you know, I'm thinking of the right ways to communicate how to do these things to them. And if I find that I'm getting a lot of the same questions, you know, using that feedback to kind of iterate to find different ways to explain so that the teaching is received and somebody doesn't just leave feeling more overwhelmed than when they first came to it. Yeah. But then on the learning side too, it's the same as Andrea, like just making sure you're staying up to date on those tech changes and that the industry is constantly changing. Like I have, I got a new feature notification for a platform we work with a lot. So like today, my plan is to dive into that so that I have that in my toolbox for the next time we attack something that that could be useful for. Yeah, really fun to, to keep up with things and improve those processes and improve those offerings that we can extend to our customers. I think that the whole process too, we're always 
making sure that clients know that they can ask us questions so that we're always mm -hmm. able to kind of teach right in that moment. If they have a question, if something's bothering them or they're not sure how things are working or how things are relevant, then we're able to answer that for them and give them an environment where they feel like they can ask questions because there are no bad questions, especially when it comes to a designer or a website. Like any question they have is something that's a valid question and there's definitely an answer that we can give them as well. So just making sure they feel like they're comfortable with that process and able to learn at all stages throughout the whole process as well. Well, you are both fantastic teachers because that's a huge piece of it is, is providing that comfortable space to be able to mm -hmm. ask those questions and not feel like it is a bad question or a dumb question to be asking. And then I also personally appreciated, you know, the opportunity to have that training, to be able to ask questions, to have a video, to have an email, to have <laughs> that information shared in different ways, because people learn in different ways and presenting information in different ways and, and presenting that same information in, in different ways really helps things to stick and then be able to have people be able to apply what you're talking about themselves successfully. I really feel that the back end of a website is a whole nother world that is yeah. rather intimidating. And yeah. <laughs> it is very empowering to be able to go into the back end of my website and to be able to add new content or change mm -hmm. content and feel like, okay, I can do this. And <laughs> when you've got a website that's set up so beautifully and in a way that makes sense, it makes that even easier as well. So I know when people have looked at my website, they've commented on how easy it is to navigate, how easy it's to find the information, how the key information is where it needs to be, how aesthetically you know, pleasing it is, how it like represents, they can tell it's me, it represents mm -hmm. who I am and, and my brand and business. So I appreciate all the teaching and learning opportunities that I had with the both of you. So thank you. That makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also your openness to feedback. I really appreciate you, Kelly, saying, you know, when you get the same questions a bunch of times, it's thinking about, oh, okay, you know, how can I add this to the explanations that I'm sharing with people? And then, you know, the best teachers are really lifelong learners. So as you mm, said, yeah. things change and your plan today is to be a learner and to go and to dive into that yeah. new update, updated feature and get to know it so that you can better serve the clients that you're working with and just continue to grow your expertise and knowledge, which is amazing. There's always more to learn every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think like, that's a really important understanding, not just like for web development, but any career it's that just, you're not expected to know everything all the time. And I know when I first started out, I had this big inclination to like never admit when I wasn't sure how to do something. And instead, I would just spend hours of my own time trying to figure it out and stressing about it. And then embrace the idea that like, you know, you don't need to know everything. If I haven't worked on something, like say somebody came with a question about a platform I haven't worked with before, I don't have to pretend like I know that it doesn't make me less of a developer or less qualified because I haven't worked with one particular technology. But what I can do is say, I don't know that, but I'm happy to take a look. I think I have the skills to, you know, understand what's going on there and just being transparent about, you know, where your level of understanding is, but what you can bring and figure out from that process. 
Yeah, and I think people respect that so much. I, When I was working previously with student teachers, I would always tell them it's better to say that you don't know when you don't know than to yeah. pretend that you do when you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely. Yeah, it's so much better. And, to, and then to say that you can do that follow-up and you can do that investigating, or maybe it's something in the case with students that you could investigate together. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yes, because I think it establishes a real level of trust right mm-hmm. and a real mm-hmm. sense of relationship when someone's willing to to say that's something I need to look into a little bit more but I can definitely yeah. do that for you so yes mm-hmm. so so important as a teacher and as a parent too your kids yes. know <laughs> <laughs> my kids know when I don't know exactly. and it's, like it's, it's such a good skill too to be able to know how to look for certain types of answers because there's different ways that you'd look mm-hmm. for an answer depending on what that question is and someone without the expertise in your area might not know where to even start looking but we know where to start looking we know the questions to ask so we can definitely help people even if we don't know the answer ourselves, which feels really good. <laughs> exactly. Because you've got that framework, you have those reference points, you have that expertise in that area. So it's sort of adding a different tool or idea to a well-developed toolkit that you already have. And, yes. yeah. and when you read the articles or watch the videos or do that follow-up, you're going to understand it way more quickly than someone yeah. without yeah. that expertise. <laughs> and I'm pointing to myself because, yeah, web development and graphic design is so outside of my wheelhouse. Mm. So your expertise is greatly appreciated in both of those areas so much. <laughs> now, one thing people tend to do as you know, you're learning something new is make mistakes. And make mistakes is part of learning and growing and, and developing. But what would be some of the more common mistakes or oversights that people make when it comes to both their branding and their websites? I think a lot of times people are trying to say too much and they're trying to speak to everybody, especially if they're a new business. They think, okay, I want everybody to love me. So I have to make sure I'm saying all the right things that everyone's going to like, but they're throwing so many things up on their website or in their marketing materials that it's not connecting with anyone specific. So I find a lot of times people, they don't realize that you really need to know who you're talking to and what you want to say, like, what's your goal so that you're not trying to say all these things and trying to convince them. And then you're just confusing them and then they leave. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's so true. You know, it's a, sometimes less is more. <laughs> and that's exactly like same thing from the tech side of it that, you know, I find a lot of people who kind of go the DIY route that like might get bogged up in the fun animations and stuff that they can add if there's easy way to add it it's like the content sliding in from here and this is fading in and this is like following your cursor around it can be a bit much and so you know like what's that the coco chanel quote that's like you know before you leave the house take one item off like you know it's kind of the same thing with the website like take a look and look how you can kind of pare it down to simplify because the truth of the matter is you have like seven seconds or less to capture somebody's attention when they come to your site. So if you've just got all this flare going on or way too much hitting them right away, it's just going to be like, no, see you later. <laughs> yeah, too much is just in general, it can be so overwhelming for people, mm-hmm. as both of you are saying, be it in the you know, the content, the design, the look, the features, people don't know where to look or what the messages that you're trying to say else that people should keep in mind as they begin to, you know, explore or maybe refine their brand or website. 
I always recommend that people look at websites that they like, look at brands that they like and see why they like it so that they can see, okay, is it the color? Is it the feel? What about it do they like? So that they're not kind of picking things from all sorts of different places and putting them on their website, hoping that it kind of melds together and works as like a cohesive brand. They're seeing what works and what doesn't work. So they can start paying attention to, I like this color and I like it because of this reason. I like this font. I like it because of this reason. So that they're making decisions that are based more on they're not based on a whim. They're based mm -hmm. on a little bit more than that. It's it hard to, to start your brand and to start thinking about colors and fonts and all those little decisions. But just being aware of, of the, that that all exists is the best way to start to start thinking mm -hmm. about it. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add, Kelly? <laughs> the thing that I always come back to is just making sure your calls to action are clear. If your website's there to sell you or your services or a product, you need to make it super easy for somebody to complete that action. So they shouldn't have to dig for where that book a call button is or where the add to cart button is. They shouldn't have to try to, you know, click here, here and here to even find their cart. So just make sure that your desired action is prominently featured, but not distractingly so. <laughs> so that somebody who's coming to complete that action can do so quickly. Well, and I love both of your tips so much because you are the experts and some and those tips are so helpful when people are just feeling so overwhelmed with getting started. And I think, Andrea, that curiosity piece, like looking and seeing what's out there and what resonates with you. And even, you know, Kelly, as you're saying, like making those call to action pieces really clear, you know, being curious about that. Like wh when you go to a website, where are they on those other websites mm -hmm. as well? How easy are they to find? Where are they located? Yeah, having that curious mindset to kind of help you get started. I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, when you're shopping for something, say a new vehicle or something like that, all of a sudden you start seeing that vehicle everywhere. <laughs> or we were looking to replace the windows in our home and all of a sudden we're noticing all the homes with new windows and what colors they were. Or even our garage yeah. door we replaced recently and we're like just noticing garage doors. So if you're in that mindset, right? Um, mm -hmm. taking that tip and really applying it and, and, and having that curiosity to kind of look and see what's out there, what you like and what you don't like. <laughs> yeah. The what you don't like is really important too. Cause sometimes people say, I like this, I like this, but it's like, okay, well, what do you not like? Because mm -hmm. that gives a lot more information as well. If you're like, this site is hard to navigate or this just doesn't feel like it's selling to the right person. And those are really useful things. You can say, well, why? Why is that not selling to you? Why does the flow feel choppy? Is there too much information, not enough images, not enough breaks or breathing room? So you can get a lot more information out of what you don't like as well. Well, and that's, again, where those great questions that both of you ask come in and that really collaborative process comes in because you're providing that guidance and direction. And even in asking what might seem like straightforward questions, like what do you like, what do you not like, are powerful questions that really mm -hmm. end up creating an end product that your client is going to be really happy with. So uh, great questions and great tips. Thank you so much for, for sharing those. Now, I wanted to get a little bit personal and <laughs> ask you a little bit about your favorite teacher or favorite learning experience and why either that person or experience or both really stands out for each of you. So I'm sure you each have your own story to share. Yeah. <laughs> 
for, 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 me, for me, oh yeah, <laughs> for me in high school, I had a teacher who he was my teacher for French, for math, and for history, and those were not my strongest subjects. I liked French, I liked writing the essays, but I did not like grammar at all. So I remember we had this assignment. I think it was grade twelve or grade thirteen, and it was about the specific time period, this literature from from France, and it was like from the eighteen hundreds, and I could find no information on it. I had to do this oral presentation. I was dreading it and I did it. And I was looking around the class, everyone was almost falling asleep, but there was my teacher so engaged and so interested in what I was talking about. And then after class that day, he said, are you gonna be studying, take any French classes when you go to university? And I wasn't, but just him asking that and just his curiosity about what I was talking about and how he saw something in me, even though it was something I didn't think I knew anything about. I didn't think I was like a great speaker on that topic, but he saw something in me and for me, that's what, triggered in me. I was like, wow, someone just got like touched by something I was saying. Some, someone got value out of something, even though I didn't realize that there was that there. So I feel like mm -hmm. I carry that through with me. Like when I see a little spark in someone else, when they have this curiosity, or if they have a little bit of like, they might be like, oh, I don't know anything about design. But then they have this little thing that I'm like, you know what, that is a little spark and it's a bit of curiosity and a bit of something that's going to go and like blossom into something bigger. And that that's such a beautiful story. And I love how what, the experience that you had with that teacher really carried forward in your life and now is something that you're really intentional about. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes our teachers that we've had in our lives, those really important, amazing teachers probably don't realize sort of the true impact that they're having because that experience has resulted in you providing that experience for so many people too. Sounds like an amazing yeah. teacher and a great experience he was. that you had. Even though I, I like history and the math, like I was not <laughs> a student, but, but in French, like there, it was just, yeah, there's a great, great connection there. And just, yeah, he's, he was a great teacher. How about you, Kelly? Oh, it's so funny to me that Andrea like went back to a teacher because like that was my exact thing. I, my immediate thought is my grade eight English teacher. And I'm like, God, that's so long ago, but it was like such a formative learning experience that I think like really contributes to the core of who I am. And that was in grade eight, we read my favorite book, To Kill a Mockingbird. It's like my first dog's name was Scout. One of my current dog's name is Finch, like Scout Finch, the main character of To Kill a Mockingbird. Like it's, it's stuck with me. And that's all because like the main theme that we really worked on in that class was the idea, like that concept that it talks about that you never really know a person until you consider things from his point of view or you climb in his skin and walk around in it. And I think like that is what I've set out to do in my life and everything I do. And especially in my job is just to make sure that I'm considering things, not from the standpoint of somebody who knows how to do all these things in tech already, but from the standpoint of my client, say, who is maybe this is their first website or they've never done anything on a website and they're feeling really intimidated by it. And then, you know, as far as interpersonal relationships as well, just kind of understanding how other people tick and not necessarily just dismissing somebody because they have a different viewpoint, but trying to figure out why they might think that way about it. And yeah, that's definitely like a core moment for me was that teacher in that class. That's amazing. And I'm curious, you know, 
you think back to English courses that you've taken, because that is such a powerful message and important message that you've carried with you. And I love that you've named animals and stuff after <laughs> the characters from the book. So sometimes in an English class, you read a book and the way that the teacher works through it is just not very engaging. So what was it about mm -hmm. the teacher and the way that you explored that particular book that really stuck with you? Great question. I think it was his passion about it too, that like you could tell he firmly believed in that idea as well of making sure you're looking at something through somebody else's eyes and could tell that he did that in his teaching as well. He was that teacher that everybody gravitated toward. Like he could be a tough teacher sometimes too. Like he knew how to lay down the law when he needed to. He wasn't just like this guy who was always having fun, but he made sure everything was engaging for everybody and made sure you felt valued and seen in what you did. And, you know, it, make, it made a huge difference. So my challenge to both of you, if you haven't already done so, have you ever <laughs> told the, the either of these teachers the impact that they've had on both of you? No, I have. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to. <laughs> so no pressure, Adria. Yeah, <laughs> I've Googled, Googled him. I know he's yeah, retired yeah. now and he li yeah. lives in a different city. So I should just like, yeah, Google a little further and find out how to contact him. <laughs> yeah, I, I know teachers so appreciate that feedback and especially when they've had such a big lasting impact on people. So that's my, my, my teacher challenge. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like as I've grown older, like you become more aware, you know, like I'm definitely older than he was when he taught that class. Yeah. At that time. Like now I am. And it's like, I know how much that would mean to me. And I'm so much more aware, like of making sure that the people who have had such an impact know what they did, because you're now able to comprehend, like what that means to somebody. Yeah, the wisdom we get as we grow old. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. We think back and it's like, wow, that really did have such a lasting impact on me. Well, I love those stories of both of your teachers. So thank you so much for sharing. And a bit of a big question for both of you. Maybe, Andrea, you could answer this one first. So when you both look back at your journey so far, what's something that you're the most proud of? I'm proud of, so if you had asked me when I was a kid, what, what are you going to be when you grow up? I would have had no idea. And I would have definitely thought it would not be something that involves having my own business, talking to people all the time, helping people all the time. So I'm just really proud that I got over whatever it was, that block was in my life that was making me not think that I was able to do something like this on my own and that I do it and that I love doing it. So I love helping people. I love being able to just guide people through a process that they know nothing about and make them feel comfortable. And in the end, they have something that they love, whether it's their brand or their website or some kind of marketing materials. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just proud that we've, I've been able to, to do that and that I get to do that. That's my job. Like, I love that. That's what I get to do. <laughs> so when you were younger, what did you think that you might be or do when you grow up? <laughs> just out of curiosity. I remember doing so many career counseling courses, trying to figure that out because I had no idea. And I actually went to university for nutrition for two years before I dropped out and then did graphic design. So like, I had no idea. <laughs> I assumed science. I was told like, you won't get a job in art. There's not a lot of jobs out there. So I was like, okay, well, I can't do that. So I kind of put that on the shelf. But then after I realized, actually, you can, can get a job mm -hmm. doing creative things. So 
You absolutely can. And you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? We So we're celebrating five years together as our partnership this year. And it's been real eye-opening for me how much I didn't really pay attention to our accomplishments over the last five years. You know, not really like being proud of, uh, like letting myself take pride in it. And hitting that milestone has allowed me to like really see like you're doing it. Like you guys are running a successful business, whether that was six months, a year, anything like we're at the five year mark now, like that's a big deal. So I'm just really proud of where we've come. And I can so relate to exactly what Andrea said. Like she and I are both introverts through and through. And the idea that we're out here promoting ourselves, selling ourselves, like meeting with people constantly, it's completely out of our natural comfort zone. But that personal growth that has come with stepping outside of that comfort zone has been amazing over the last five years, just the confidence change and yeah, just believing in what I'm capable of and on my own value even has grown so much over the last five years. Well, congratulations to both of you. you. That's (laughs) such an exciting and significant milestone and all the the growth that has happened along the way. Lots to celebrate for sure. Yes, absolutely. So I have some rapid fire questions. So (laughs) you can kind of take turns going back and forth with your responses. (laughs) So the first question I would like to ask is, what is something that you would love to learn about or something that you would love to learn how to do? I would love to learn... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I would love to learn how to garden and do landscaping. I see everyone's beautiful gardens and I can't do that. I can design anything on paper or on the web, but I cannot design a garden for my life. And I would love to be able to do that. I love that one. I have always wanted to learn sign language. Like ever since like as a kid, I used to go to the library, get books out and I like know the alphabet and that's it. I would love to learn it thoroughly. (laughs) Those are both fantastic goals. I love them both. What would be a place that is at the top of each of your travel bucket lists? Mine is Iceland. I am desperate to go there. I want to see the Northern Lights there. I want to go in the different hot springs. I just want to see all those sites and all all that scenery out there. That's so funny. That's in my top three, too. My top one (laughs) is Costa Rica, but Iceland is probably my second. That's so funny. Well, maybe a team trip is in order. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It could be a business slash personal trip. That would be amazing. Iceland would be incredible to go see. I was in Costa Rica last summer with my family, and I do highly recommend it. It was amazing. I, I would go back in a heartbeat but I'm one of those people who always wants to go somewhere new, but it would be a place I would definitely go back to. Yeah. The animals, the people, the food. Yeah. Yeah. The nature and everything. I would love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's incredible. What is a book, podcast, movie, or TV show that you enjoyed recently? Do you want to start Andrea? Sure. I just finished reading Run from the Danger by Sarah Pauly. And I really liked it. I love reading books about people, especially like she's my age. She grew up in the same city that I grew up in. So I, I liked reading her story. I am 
a big fan of the Smart List podcast, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. It always makes me laugh. I find them really informative too, like funny. And yeah, I just really enjoy that. And then I also just finished binging Beef on Netflix. It's the new Ali Wong and Stephen Young show. And that was incredible. I loved it. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Well, thank you both. I have some things to add to my list now. <laughs> this, this question is a very selfish question. I'm always like, yeah. what do I need to be watching? What do I need to be reading or listening to? So thank you. And one more rapid fire question. And it is, if you could sit down and have a conversation with someone that you would love to learn from, who would it be and why? My answer is Brene Brown. You know, she's a researcher, does research on shame, vulnerability, courage. And I've always been super interested in that. I took a lot of psychology and sociology courses in university. And it's just one of those things that really lights me up. So, you know, just being able to learn from her and what she's found in her research and those insights would be fascinating to me. What about you, Anna? That's such a tough question. There's so many people I'd like to learn from. I think one person that sticks out to me is Jane Goodall. And because I love what she's just done throughout her entire life, like her passion for like working with chimpanzees and learning about them and learning so many things at such a detailed level. And just the passion she has and the kindness and compassion as well. Like I, I would love to learn more from her about like her whole journey and be able to apply some of those things to my journey as well. Two incredible people. <laughs> and who knows, one day, right? You might be able to sit down and, and have a chat. <laughs> so one of the things that I really believe is that education just plays such an important and integral role in all facets of our lives. So how we work and live and play, explore, do business, build relationships. So I'm just wondering if you both have any final thoughts or words of wisdom that could empower or support people with their own teaching and learning journeys? Do you want to go first, Andrea? <laughs> sure. I would say if you're working with like service providers like us, like ask lots of questions and find out the person that you're thinking about working with is someone that you can learn from. There's some people when I have a conversation with them, I don't feel comfortable asking them questions. I don't feel like they are a learning partner. So if you have a connection with somebody and you feel like, wow, they have so much information, they're sharing it, they're answering the right questions, they're asking the right questions, then you have the potential to learn so much more from that person than from somebody else. So ask the questions up front to make sure that someone is a good good fit to be a teacher, even if it's not a teacher role in any, because mm -hmm. we're always learning all the time. Oh, love that so much. Asking the questions. Such, yeah. such great advice. Thank you. What about you, Kelly? I just, I couldn't agree with that more. Like, you know, I know there's a lot of fear sometimes around asking questions and there shouldn't be, if somebody makes you feel like you've asked a stupid question, then that's not the right person for you. So, you know, like Andrea said, it's really important to figure that out because somebody who actually wants to invest in you and your time will make sure that you feel supported and, you know, that your question is a valuable one that needs an answer because every question is, no matter how trivial it might seem to someone. But outside of that, I think it's making sure that you use and or build a community around you that can support you. You know, in our journey, we've been very fortunate to be surrounded by so many other people like yourself who work in different industries, do different things that we can really learn from what they're doing with their approaches and the tools they're using and what they've learned through their experiences. And there's so much value through that community experience. Yeah, 
community is key. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's so valuable to have people to support you, cheer you on, that you can offer your advice and support to and really have that sense of mutual respect and support. It's so important. Andrea Mm -hmm. and Kelly, I want to thank you so very much for sharing your time and your story and all your words of wisdom with us today. If our listeners would like to learn more about you and all the interesting things that you're up to and the work that you're doing, where are the best places to find you? You can check out our website at inklingdesign.ca or you can follow us on Instagram. We're inkling.design there. And like you mentioned before, we got lots of tips and tricks and other great tools for people to continue learning what's available to them in that web and design world. Well, I want to thank you both so much for joining me. And it was really wonderful to connect with you both and to learn from you today. Thanks for having us. This was really great. Thank you for listening to the People Teaching People podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Tiana Fesh and on my website, tianafesh.com. I would love it if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore all things teaching and learning together.